This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. You know, Philippians 4.13 has that verse from which this song was crafted. And Paul said, I have learned to abase and abound. That is, I am not bothered whether I have little or much. I know that God is able to satisfy my needs. I can do all things. All things. Nothing missing. Or whether I have, reality-wise, little or much. And in the life of our, our Savior, Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, you could see his life was not lacking anything. He lacked nothing. And he's the same one that said, Birds have nests, foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has no place to lay. He said, He didn't have a house, so to speak, but he had all things. Praise the Lord. That is the declaration we have made, and so be it in the name of Jesus over our lives, over our families, over our communities, over this nation in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Be exalted, O God, because your word is true. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us or who gives us the strength we need. Glory to your name, Jesus. Father, we bless you. Take our control of this meeting as we go on again to look into your word, your perfect law of liberty. We ask, O oh Lord, that you establish further, you impress further the study and the work of faith, even in our lives, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's celebrate kings and priests. They've done really beautifully. This song is beautiful. And they executed very well. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We jubilate you, like somebody will say. (laughs) We jubilate you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are here again. Somebody say faith. Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In faith, I can do all things. A true Christ who gives me the strength I need. Hallelujah. It's so reassuring that we can depend on what he says. You can take it to, as they say, the bank. And it doesn't yield economic interests like the world system. It yields an eternal interest. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This was what was said of Moses when, in that verse 24, was it 24 or 25 now, of Hebrews, um, Hebrews 11, media, you were wrong with me this second service. All right, verse 24, he said, it was by faith, okay, no, verse 25. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great Reward. And he was looking eternally. He was not seen with the mere eyes. 
he was not seeing what he will eat or drink, or what he will wear, or where he will sleep or lay his head. Are those things important for survival, for life? Yes. But he was not looking at those things. Because Jesus himself said in Matthew 6.33 that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. Such that when you are, in quotes, in the eyes of men, not having plenty, you are rich in him. Praise the Lord. And when you are rich, even in physical things, you are still rich in him. Because those things don't define who you are. Praise the Lord. But rather, he defines who we are. And because of his uh, poverty, we have been made rich. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We would have time to go through uh, the New Testament, especially the uh, life of Christ while he was here on earth, as it regards to faith. To some he said, you have little faith. To some he said, you have great faith. To some he said, how magnificent or how great is your faith? And to some he said, how long will I be with you? Praise the Lord. And, I mean, Apostle Paul embellished it for some group of people. He said, Oh, ye foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? Who put winch on you? Praise the Lord. I know there is none here who has been bewitched because Christ has taken over our lives. There is no possession by evil spirits. There is no oppression by the enemy in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So uh, we started with Moses in the morning and we are still in the morning. Praise the Lord. And um, we looked at his life, starting from when he was born, how his parents were somewhat um, pivotal in his life's walk of faith. Setting him up. I mean, you would say that he didn't have a choice in the system, or sorry, in the story, right? To become Pharaoh's, um, son, sorry, Pharaoh's grandson now. He didn't have a choice. His mother actually sent him forth and set him out. We talked about Abraham having a choice to go or not go. Joseph did not have a choice, but he was aware that my brothers are sending me or would we call it selling me? But eventually he told them in that book of Genesis that, see guys, it was not you that sent me, but God that sent me ahead of you. You are just vessels in God's hands. So people will do similar things to us. We must not see them as the enemy. They are not the enemy. It is for us to see with the eyes of faith what God is doing in that circumstance, on, in that situation, and then collaborate with him. He was in the prison. That's Joseph. What happened? He was elevated. The warder said, this man, I mean, you have a strong administration gift or administrative gift over you. Can you... That is added to the spiritual gift of interpreting dreams. Praise the Lord. Every one of us has multi-dimensional gifts that the Lord has blessed us with. And it's for us to allow him to work those things into, you know when they say they work uh, the yeast into the dough, what are they doing? They are trying to ensure that that yeast gets to 
every part of the dough, right? For those who bake bread, or, okay, for those who eat bread. If you eat bread here, can I see your hand? If you don't know how bread is made, can I see your hand? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The children will tell you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, the dough and the yeast are mixed together. But the yeast is but very little. And then they walk it in, you see them, somebody, let me not digress, bread making is, maybe somebody needs to start a bakery. Please, latch on to that opportunity now. God gives you grace in Jesus' name. Faith rises for bakery in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you'll be doing uh, the miracle of Jesus. Huh? Multiplying bread. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, there are testimonies of families or meetings where multiplication of food are taking place, as in life and direct. In our time, not in Bible days, in our time, because we have said Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. So the miracles that were done then, they are still available. The graces are still available now, and they will still be available till it comes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, Moses um, stepped into a role untrained. He stepped into a role untrained. When I say untrained, untrained in how they say technical know-how for those who are into uh, programs and all of that. Uh, doctor, technical know-how. Say if you, I mean, if you are looking for a job, technical skills and uh, functional skills. They are two different things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the technical know-how, Moses did not have it. But he knew, I can I mean, I, I think I have. The Bible says, we saw in that, in that passage of scripture, that at age 40, it came into his heart. So he knew by impression that he, he has something to do with these people. Not just that they were his people, but he had a calling towards them. He was not a slave, but he was a Hebrew boy or Hebrew man. But then, he knew that he had something to do with these people and he could not just stand watching. Faith does not stand watching. Alright? Now, when I say does not stand watching, I mean that it does not say things and doesn't act in accordance to what it says. That's what I mean. Let's be clear. Because there are some times when faith could mean wait. You are waiting, but you are doing something. You are active. Praise the Lord. You are what? Active. You are not just standing by. Amen. Alright, so Moses knew he had something to do with these people, and somewhat he went on that journey, we can say by himself, because remember, um, 400 years was the number of years that God told Abraham that his descendants will remain as slaves in Egypt. And it was almost 400 years. Of course, we know after the incident of his self, uh, self-acclaimed deliverer position, that's um, Moses, he went to kill an Egyptian man He ran out of Egypt. He went into the wilderness. For how many years? 40 years. 
Now, by the time the deliverance was to take place, eventually, and every Israelite left, or those that left, left on the Exodus from Egypt, it was 430 years. Praise the Lord. It was what? 430 years. So, meaning 30 years was added. Alright? 30 years was added, but God is not bothered. He needed him to be trained. So, he needed him to come into that place of understanding his role as a deliverer. And so many of us are in positions today where we are deliverers. You know, last week I said we are salt and light. Uh, Matthew chapter, is it chapter 5 now, 13 to 16. Right? We are salt and we are light. Wherever we are, I mean, we are doing some preservative work or we are doing some illuminating work. Did you get that? We are doing what? Some pre- when I say preservative, that is we are preserving a community from bandits. We are preserving a community from robbers. We are preserving a community from calamities because you are there. Joseph was preserving Potiphar's house because he was there. Potiphar's businesses would have been going down. At least they wouldn't have been as good as what Joseph uh, made it be by the help of God. Praise the Lord. So there was a preservative work Joseph was doing. For us, everywhere we are, we are meant to do this work of being salt and light. Amen? Amen. We We are supposed to bring out the light so that people in darkness can run towards it. You will Agree with me, when, um, when someone is in a dark place or a dark room, a flicker of light, what does it bring? Hope. When you see light spark or you see light come on, there is hope. Automatically in the heart of that person, he doesn't know, the person will not know how it happens, but there is some glimmer of hope that is triggered in his heart. Especially when that person is in that place without his own consent. Praise the Lord. The experiment was done for uh, rats in a room. And the rats, okay, there were two. One was placed in a dark room. There was no hole where light could come through. So there was uh, some time given to both of them. The other one, there was a little hole that sun rays or light could come through. And the rat was there. The time it, they were started at the same time. The time it took the rats that had no sun ray or light to die, I mean, was very short. Why? Because it did not have any light. But the other one could see what? Light. So it knew that somehow, someday, because this light is on, because there is light here, I have hope that I will leave this place. It, it doesn't know how. There's no ladder, there's nothing to climb, but it just knew that because of it. So you can see that light actually translates to hope. And because we are light, we are made to come into a place where we bring hope to people. We shine the light and they know that there is hope for them. People don't commit suicide. People don't take the wrong step. They don't make the wrong decisions. We must see ourselves more than what we think we are. 
we are seen in the eyes or we are seen through the eyes of God the way he sees us praise the lord there is great grace available to every believer only if that believer allows himself to embrace the light that has shone over him and translate or reflect that light to the world you know if you have a mirror here the light coming from the um, stage light will be what deflected all right so that mirror is a deflector of light right now that is how we are that is who we are but in in another way the light first gets into us we are transformed by that light and then we also reflect that light so that others can also be transformed now imagine how a room will be with many mirrors many many mirrors a large hall or a stadium and one light shines on one of the mirrors and it begins to reflect the whole stadium will be lit just because of one light and there were many mirrors you see a stadium today they have floodlights right they call it floodlights many floodlights just to illuminate that stadium but if you have mirrors staged on the floor in different parts of the stadium just one light is enough just one light that is who we are wherever we are the lord gives us understanding in jesus name so moses knew that somehow some way he had something to do with the israelites and it was not just uh, they are my brethren or they are my brothers or sisters my parents are levites or how do you put it but he knew that he had something more to do with these people and he began to take a step yes he tried it by by himself or in his own wisdom and then failed he ran out of egypt and for 40 years he was in the wilderness receiving uh would i call it training the book of psalm 103 verse 7 says god showed him his ways and then to the israelites he showed them his acts praise the lord we can read that let me read that the lord okay let me read from verse 6 the lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed amen the lord does what executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed today in nigeria we are talking about justice we are talking about equity we are talking about fairness and all of that and we are looking at these indices as to measure nigeria on whether we are okay or not or the choice of a president someone who will lead this nation into justice for all into righteousness into equity for all into fairness amen, amen. but then there are those who do not see what you are seeing their own intent is to ensure that whatever they can get let them get whether in the private sector whether in the public sector in governance at home praise the lord but then god anywhere he establishes his throne anywhere he establishes his rule this is what follows it he executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed once he is intervening and the lord has intervened for us in jesus name nigeria is free from
from all the oppressors. In the name of Jesus, there is peace within our walls and there is light all over the nation such that men come running to Christ. You will see the miracle. It will be in our lifetime. Shortly, just, just hold on. Shortly, we will see the miracle. Praise the Lord. In verse 7, he said, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, in the Amplified Classic, he says, He made known his ways of righteousness and justice. So, like following up from the previous verse, he made known his ways of righteousness and what? Justice. So, for them in Egypt, the Israelites, they were oppressed. They were under serious oppression for nothing. Why? Because the Egyptians felt threatened. You know, wherever you are, know this people are threatened. The devil is threatened. And he will try all within his power to ensure that he gets you out of the way. Unfortunately, he has failed. Woefully. Woefully. Thank God for the ministry of angels. God has sent them as ministers unto the saints, right? And they are angels on God doing the things that they need to do. So, in some instances, you see some things happen and you are wondering, how did this happen? Don't bother. The fact that God has taken the glory is enough. Why? Because there were people who are threatened. Amen? People who are what? Threatened. People who are threatened. So to Moses, he showed his righteousness and justice and his acts to the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we go on to let me see. Okay, yeah. So for Moses, he knew himself through impression. We've said that. And then he tried on his own to let them know who he was or who he felt or what he felt he, want, he wanted to do. But we know that faith does not work with human wisdom. All right? We have to work in tandem with what God has said, asking him, checking with him as we go along. Praise the Lord. Now, for example, let me use this example. Some of us have, must have experienced this one time or the other. You are looking for something. You lost something. And then you began to search. You began to search. You began to search. I said, ah, I put this thing here now. You are the only one at home. You search and search. Like they sang that song. You search and search. Eh? You couldn't find it. And suddenly you remember, why not ask the Holy Spirit? And then you say, ah, okay. Holy Spirit, please help me to find this thing. And you do not allow worry or fear of not seeing it because it's something important. It's something you treasure. And then you go on with your day. And within a few minutes, the Holy Spirit guides your steps to the place where it is. And you begin to ask questions. Why didn't I? You can't know. It's not possible. It's not in your place to know. You are not all knowing. Praise the Lord. So, the, the attributes of God are the leverage and privileges we enjoy when we act in faith. Take that again. In your notes, the attributes of God 
are the leverages and the privileges we enjoy when we act in faith. Because you know that the Holy Spirit is with you. He can tell you where this thing is. So many times we go into this cycle. I'm looking for something. Okay. You scatter everywhere. Interestingly, the place that you scattered, the thing might just be lying there. And sometimes I tell myself, when that happens, and this thing will be somewhere smiling, you know. Praise the Lord. It's the truth. If you can talk, you just say, ah, see this man. He's just, he's just troubling his life. Why not talk to the Holy Spirit? You have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, talk, talk. And when you do, the miracle happens. I call it a miracle because it is. You can't know by yourself. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. In verse 25, we said, okay, we said this earlier also in the first time. He made sacrifices. Um, media, can you help us project? He made sacrifices. Project in the Amplify, please. Hebrews 11, 25 and 26. He made sacrifices for turning back, or sorry, of turning his back to temporal pleasure and looking towards an eternal payoff. We said that. You know that Joseph did this as well. And we know that Jesus did this as well. Remember the temptation that Jesus had to go through? Temporary pleasures. You see, the life of faith, I dare say, is a life of great, great testing. And many, you see, they said, uh, the Bible also said, he that is uh, falling in the day of battle, his strength is weak. We need to be strong. We need to be what? You can't walk in faith without strength. And that's why we said last week that faith is joyful. We're not talking about joy that you inspire by yourself just by knowing that, oh, something good is coming. No. Joy that comes from the Lord. I would say that the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. So faith and strength, they are brother and sister. They are brothers. They are pallets. They work together. Such that when testing comes, it was James that was talking about it, the testing of our faith. When trials come, you are still standing. We said it. Standing and believing. I can do all things through Christ. We sing these songs. They are lovely. The tune is, we are jumping. I mean, it's time to live it. It's not about us just knowing these things. Oh, they pump me. They pump my spirit. I'm fired up. Can jump to the moon and back. And then when you are back, you are back. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because he preferred to share the oppression. We earlier talked about sacrifice. Jesus made sacrifices. Yes. Because he preferred to share the oppression, suffer the hardships. And bear the shame of the people of God. Rather than to have the fleeting enjoyment of a sinful life. Verse 26. He considered the contempt and abuse and shame. 
born for the Christ, the Messiah, who was to come to be greater wealth than all the treasures of Egypt. You know, he was birthing the promise of the Messiah's coming. Moses was contributing his quota to the birthing of the Messiah's coming. And that's what you and I are doing as well. We are birthing in our own contribution or in our own joint supply. Ephesians 4, 16. The second coming of Christ being glorious. So it was birthing the, uh, uh, the, the, the coming of the Messiah at this time because Exodus of Israel was tantamount to a nation of Israel on their own. Amen? And when they come out of Egypt, being on their own, they can now exist as a nation and then sometime within the Kronos and then Kairos, Jesus as a baby comes. And then the deliverer is here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Last week we looked at Revelation 7, 9 and 10 and we saw the saints crying out, salvation belongs to the God who is on the throne and to the Lamb. Because he is a God of rescue. He is a God of deliverance. He is a God that saves. One of my friends um, in Australia posted something to, uh, on WhatsApp and I was checking it out. And he was talking about, wow, the first time preaching on the streets of Australia and um, there was someone coming to uh, give the, her life to Jesus because they took pictures of it and all of that. Beautiful. And the second picture he showed was a man who, while he was preaching, and a altar, an altar call rather was called, before then he had felt excruciating pain. Excruciating pain. I mean, looking at the man, he should be in his mid no, mid-60s, thereabout. About 60, thereabout. And he said, as the prayer came, the pain went and I said, glory to Jesus. Because the truth is, faith being declared brings deliverance. Faith being declared brings deliverance. If we don't know your faith, then nobody will be delivered. You can't have faith and keep it. Can you? Jesus said, nobody lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. You cannot. If you try that, you yourself that is putting it under the bushel, you will kick something that will injure you because you will be seeing nothing. You will be in the dark. Praise the Lord. We must realize that many people are dependent on our faith. Many people are dependent on the expression of our faith. So, first of all, you are in your home as a father. Your wife is dependent on your faith. Your children are dependent on your faith. That is you being strong in faith. Those you are working with, they are dependent on your faith. Because when things go bad, people feel it. Everyone feels it. Alright? 
But when things are good, I mean, look at Joseph. We just gave him as an example. Potiphar knew that something was different about this man. And he gave him charge over his entire house. The man was enjoying, at least for the time that Mrs. Potiphar did not make her move. But when she made her move, unfortunately, Uncle Potiphar or Mr. Potiphar decided to say, "Ah, uh-uh, brother, I gave you everything. I didn't give you my wife. Oh. Unfortunately, she lied against him, of course. But all of those, Bible says, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I'm sure the day that um, Potiphar learned that Joseph became the prime minister, there is nothing he could do like uh, uh, do about it, rather. Yeah. Salute. Yes, sir. Royness. Salute. Uh-huh. Military men. They know how to salute well. So now, the same happened to Mordecai and Amon. When God wants to do a miracle, your enemies or professed enemies become those who will erode your coming. Praise the Lord. There will be those who will do what? Erode your coming. Because there is no way Potiphar will not serve Joseph as the prime minister of Egypt. There is no way. In one form or the other, he was going to serve him. Even if it is to salute whenever he's passing, he will do it. And Mrs. Potiphar will be cringing where she is because she's, she will be afraid that, hey, this man will come and deal with me. Let's leave Joseph alone. Praise the Lord. Back to Moses. Now, the deliverance was to take place. Amen? Somebody say the deliverance was to take place. And nobody's here. The deliverance was to take place. Yes. Now, in verse 20, 26, we said um, that he was looking at greater wealth as a result of the sufferings of Christ that will come. All right? Rather than the wealth or treasures of Egypt. So he looked forward to a reward. And that passage had that word looked. In the Hebrew, the word looked. Please, can we help with the timer? The passage, uh, sorry, the word looked means to look away from every other thing and focus on one thing. Praise the Lord. Look away from every other thing and only focus on what faith has to do with sight. We cannot separate faith from sight. Seeing, seeing, and seeing accurately. That's why we pray, Lord, please purify my sight. Let it be pure. Let it be clean. So I can see well. How many can drive with mud all over your windshield? Can I see your hand? What will you do? You will clean it up. Why? Because the windshield helps you to see ahead. I gave an example in one of our PCG classes that if somebody is driving, you're in a car with someone and the person is driving and all of a sudden, I mean, the person who is driving is your brother or your sister or your parent or someone that is family, he loves you, right? No doubt. 
fact, you, be, you could be husband and wife. The husband is driving, and then you are looking at the windshield. Both of you are looking ahead, and suddenly the man looks to the side, and he's still driving. One minute, three minutes, ten minutes. What will you do? Uncle? Uncle? Please, focus, focus, focus. Thank you. It is well with our timer. All right, so you say, Uncle, focus, oh, focus. Please don't kill us. Praise the Lord. Or don't kill yourself too. Hmm? Don't say us alone. Hmm? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Why? Because he has taken his eyes away from the focus where you are going. So faith works with sight, a focused sight. Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Someone sang a song, he said, you are the alpha and the omega, that is the beginning and the end, and everything between. Praise the Lord. Because you can't get to the end if he doesn't lead you by his spirit. So faith works with the sight that God gives. Only God gives. If you take a wrong prescription, let's say you are using medicated, uh, sorry, recommended glasses. If you take a wrong prescription, what will happen? Likelihood that you'll be able to walk well is next to zero. Praise the Lord. But when you have the right perspective, when you have the right spectacles on, when you have the right vision in front of you, things are clear. Things are what? Clear. That is what faith does to us. We must leverage on the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives to come into all that God has made available for us. Verse 27. Do you have the easy to read version? I'd like to read this in the easy to read version. Verse 27 of um, Hebrews 11. All right. Moses left Egypt because he had faith. He was not afraid of the king's anger. He continued strong as if he could see God no one can see. That's what I'm talking about. As if he did what? He could see God no one can see. Sight. This is in Exodus chapter 10, verse 28. And um, this was the last time that Moses was in the presence of the Pharaoh uh, after the night plague. And he was asking him, let my people go. Let my people go. And he said, no, you people go. Leave your flocks. He said, we will need our flocks, at least some of them. Let's take some. He said, no. In fact, get out of my presence and never come to my presence again. The day you, I see you, you will die. And then uh, Moses said, so be it. Praise the Lord. Now, the experiences that Pharaoh had in those ten plagues were needless if he knew the Lord. But God wanted to show his power. And that's why when we act in faith, we are collaborating with him to show his power. We cannot fight 
our battles ourselves. We said earlier or last week that Israel means God's fights. Right? So for us, we are children of Israel in proxy or by grafting. Right? And if we say we are children of God and he is the one that fights our battles, why not allow him? Why struggle? Why decide which one he does fight and which one you fight? Maybe because you, you deem this one as a lesser battle. No. There is no big or small battle. Battle is battle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it was also pointed to the... This also rather pointed to... No, verse 28. Okay, no. Let's read verse 28 before we close. Verse 28 says... Um, Moses prepared the Passover and spread the blood on the doorways of the people of Israel so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborns. Now, this was the instruction given to Moses by God with respect to the day the last plague was about to happen. The death of the firstborns of all animals and persons in Egypt, including Pharaoh. It was after that incident that Pharaoh just said, where is Moses? Go, 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 go. Carry a while and go. You go. Move out of this country. Finally, the deliverance of God. And God, in verse, um, I think it was verse 21. Yes, it was verse 21. The Bible says that God used this incident to judge the gods of Egypt. There are spiritual principalities that governs communities. And you can only act in faith. You cannot fight those principalities on your own. Alright? You need God to do the fighting. But you have to collaborate with him to obey certain instructions. Blood has to be shed. And that was a testament and a, pro, a, pro, a, a prophecy or a, a significance of how Jesus was going to come and be killed and his blood shed for you and I. So that the principalities that govern our lives before his death, their powers are broken over us. As long as we accept that sacrifice. That's why when someone gives his life to Christ, immediately that person translates from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of of his dear son, Jesus Christ. And the power that either to had ruled that life in the past is broken. The blood was shed over 2,000 years ago. We keep saying over 2,000 years because it's over 2,000 years ago. But then, it is still potent. And when transformation takes place, that blood kicks in. Somebody says, I am repenting of my sins. I am born again now. I want to follow Jesus all causes are broken over him. All accusations are cancelled. He is now free. Free to live for God. Free because Jesus has set him or her free. Free to live the life that he was called to live. Finally, the Egyptians had to learn God was no desert God. You know what they call desert God? God that cannot talk. All those things they make with stick. And some of us in our villages, some people are still worshipping them. Hmm? God was no desert God, but is the controller of all human 
destiny and God of all the elements. Because the elements came into play. Even in the ten plagues of um, um, Egypt or in Egypt. And the deliverance through the Red Sea. In the song of Moses, that's Exodus 15. The Bible says, he breathed his wind and it made a dry ground. Scholars or historians were saying that, well, some historians that wanted to refute that were saying that, um, no, it didn't happen. It was the Red Sea, or the sea wasn't Red Sea. It was one sea that was shallow. Then it's a greater miracle. A shallow water drowned the entire Egyptian army. Then that must, a, that must be a miracle, a greater miracle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. He has made provisions for our lives and we can only leverage on it by accepting it and walking in the reality that it brings. We come into grace by faith. We live by faith. We carry on by faith and do the works that he has sent us to do by faith. But if we don't start off well, and know that we need to begin to allow him to lead us by faith, then we come into a place where our Christianity is stagnant. And there is no power, there is no life in it. The Lord will help us. Our community needs us to walk in faith. The nation needs us to walk in faith. Our families need us to walk in faith. And we ourselves, we will enjoy walking in faith. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our heads. Father, we thank you for your word that has come. We thank you for the power and the life that has been released in this place. We ask for the transformation that has taken place. We ask for the fruit that we will see be glorified in all of this. We ask for men that will be coming into knowledge of you as a result of the fruit of this uh, message in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Be glorified, Lord. Receive the reward of your sacrifice in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.